Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. This is Harry Sanchez, and you've just been blacklisted. Well, technically, you just blacklisted. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Screw it. I am the only man that can cure the world by speaking words. Black art, the almighty. Blacker than a panther, blacker than Atlanta. Open like the story, dark background of Saturn. Mighty like the builders of the pyramids in Africa. Stronger than the Afro larger than Alabama. Deeper than your soul, blacker than a black Santa. Wild as Larry Davis is when he can give a damn. Or a fuck motion like a slave ship, slicker than a ripping hoe, getting dope, slicker than a macro. Super fly, flyer than a super fly anthem. This is Chaos Nubius Black the Midnight Syndicate. And we are on our way to a Monster Factory wrestling show down in Paulsboro, New Jersey. And we're just going to book in that show with some topics on wrestling and uh, maybe a couple of uh, the shows we watched recently since we didn't get to it, like shows like Boba Fett. So we'll do the Boba Fett part on the second uh, bookend of this. But right now we're, we're just talking about the toxic fan base of professional wrestling. And basically the toxic fan base of everything anymore. I mean, back when we were, we felt like, Chaos and I, we felt like we were the only two black geeks in the world. We would go to conventions and uh, not see too many people that looked like us. And I figured, damn, well, we're never, you know, the geeks are are fucking like a dying breed. And now here we are, the geeks has inherited the earth and the universe. And instead of being good storts about it, we're being total fucking douchebags. Just like in wrestling. When we got into wrestling, I mean, wrestling fans were always these undercover fans. They didn't want to openly admit that they liked wrestling because they would get picked on or whatever. I ain't give a fuck. I like what I like. You know, and be, if you pick on me, then you're going to see how much I really like wrestling when you get choked the fuck out. Exactly. And I think the Attitude Era brought in the casual fans. And... When you see moms and dads wearing Stone Cold t-shirts and middle fingers with kids taking them middle finger shirts to school, you knew you made it then, you know. And again, I'll go, I digress. The old saying in the uh, Billy Joe song, the, uh, good old days weren't always good. And that goes for the Attitude Era too. People glamorize that fucking time of wrestling. And there were so many fucked up, stupid, racist, sexist, bullshit stories in that in that time but when you say attitude there you think of rock and you think of steve austin you might sprinkle in some mcfoley in there and a little bit of dx and a little bit of dx right and the action was there but again you still had major storylines i think what made the, the the attitude era successful was everybody had a place from the curtain guy to the main inventor. Everybody had a place yes. and could be inserted into anybody else's place if they got injured. That's Vince had a uh, he had a decent roster. 
He didn't have the greatest roster. Let's face it. His great roster up and left and went to WCW. And that's a story all amongst itself. But, yeah, the Attitude Era wasn't always that as great as people think it is. And now we're up here now in 2022. We finally got AEW. And I don't call AEW competition to WWE because that's fucking stupid. Uh, that's like saying a newborn child can whoop my ass in a fight. It just ain't going to happen. And, and, and we don't know the future of any of these companies. What is good, the competition is between as a business, not as in ratings. Ratings mean things, but the competition as a business is what's important. And what a lot of these fucking goofball AEW fans slash WWE haters, and you can mix and match them because that's all they are. I was just saying before we went on, you can't call them trolls because they don't go outside to sleep under a bridge. So I'll call them douchebags because that's what they are. I go on these Facebook sites and I try to educate and be as light as I possibly can. But man, these motherfuckers be pushing it. Because I figure if I have a little bit of experience in the ring, which I do, I think I can talk on some shit. Do I know everything? No. Nobody does. You always learn. So I'm trying to pass on what knowledge I know to some of these fucking idiots that think this is just like uh, moving chess pieces. They hate the fact that, you know, AEW is hiring a lot of WWE guys. But then, okay, you don't like that. Fair enough. I don't know why. But if no one hires them and you see them at a fucking uh, 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 7-Eleven, working at a 7-Eleven, they're failures to you. Now you say they're failures. They're not worth shit. He was in WWE and now he's flipping burgers. No, because according to you, how dare he go to fucking AEW? You know? And then you go, well, there's people that were in AEW that was there from the beginning. And you're mad that they're being pushed. Why should they not be pushed? They were there during the COVID bullshit. They fucking sacrificed. But guess what? You need household names to sell household products. To sell those commercials, those pictures, one of the pictures, that's something else you fucking bitch about because you're too lazy to fucking... Okay, turn the channel off, then. Take a walk. Take a shit. Have a beer. Go go make a sandwich. Make a sandwich. Do something. Have a coconut smile. Shut the fuck Stop up. Stop sitting there and fucking complaining. And then it's always... Here's another one of my favorites. AEW has so much talent, they need to have another show. And I'm thinking... They have another show. They have four shows. They have four shows. And it's like, that's not enough. Because Tony needs to do this and Tony needs to do that. Just because Tony is heir apparent to a billionaire fortune, why would he waste his fucking money? And even if he wanted to do this, they do, you don't know the, the machinations involved in getting a program on TV. You have to sell it to a network. That network's going to want to have to buy it. And the network's going to want to know if it can sell commercial, commercial time. So then we're back to square two. The commercials you fucking hate. Because you're going to get commercials. This ain't like the good old days. Back when the NWA was out. NWA, and all intents and pur purposes, on TV was a... What do they call them? Commercial TV shows called? Like, 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 uh, Home Shopping Network? Oh, um... What do they call that shit? But that's all that yeah. was. 
was it was it was a it was a paid. I wouldn't even say. I take that back. It was a an hour or two hours of commercial to get you to buy a ticket to go to the live show. That way, JCP made money. JCP did not make money on those Crockett shows you watched on TV. You thought they were making money. Yep. Those shows were paid for. Crockett had to pay Turner Broadcasting Network to air that shit. Everybody did that. Vince did it too when he was filming from the Allentown Fairground superstars and all that shit. That shit was paid for. They used that building, so you got to pay for the building. You got to pay the staff. You got to pay the fucking back end of the staff. You got to pay the workers. Then you got to put it on tape. Then you make copies of said tape, and it's literally called Bicycle, where it's driven to each market's television station, or it's put on a bus and driven there. That's how it was done. And it wasn't beamed out there on lasers and all that bullshit satellite that you got right now. So in other words, they were risking money just to put it out there to get you to buy tickets to make that money back. That's why WWE would have superstars and you realize, damn, that's the same fucking crowd? Because they filmed fucking nine hours of that shit. Yeah. When Snooker wasn't out fucking killing people. What, too soon? But it just, some of the fans really need, and I said to a fan last night, we met him for the first time, really cool guy, can't wait to work with this guy, but he loves wrestling. But here's the thing, he knows nothing about any other wrestling but WWE. He was telling us he went to a WWE show and was blown away and it was live and I'm like, that's great. You went to, just like Eddie Kingston said, you went to a great sports entertainment venue. You did. I'm not bashing them by calling them that. That's what they call themselves, all right? They don't call themselves wrestling. I said, if you really want to fucking understand the wrestling business and how it's done and how it looks, how it smells, how it sounds, how it tastes, I said, you need to get in your fucking car and go to where we're going right now. It ain't too far from where he lives at. Drive down to South Jersey. It doesn't cost a lot of money to get in. You will see tomorrow, today, tomorrow's stars today. Because we went there a few times and we discovered, uh, was Matt Riddle? It was Matt Riddle and Nick Matt, Camarano. Camarano, now known as Damien, uh, the, the guy now known as uh, Damien Priest. Yep. Punishment Martinez. I can humbly say that I trained at the Monster Factory for two months before they realized I didn't pay anything. And it didn't matter because when I went back to train, they moved out of that building. But, uh, hey, I got two months of free training from Larry Sharp, so what are you going to do? And uh, I actually wrestled on Monster Factory shows to get people over. And uh, no no problem with that. And, you know, didn't you, you got fans, and we know fans, that will see somebody lose a match. It was like, Yo, man, why would you even do it's, Dude, it's, it's it's a business. That business is your... It is your job. If you're, if the promoter tells you, all right, you're putting this guy over, you're not going to say, that's not going to work for me, brother, because you're not Hulk Hogan. You are Joe Schmo number one. You'd be lucky to go out there and use your own name. You put that person over at the time that they tell you to do it. And to this day, I can't believe true fans actually understand how wrestling works. 
not just as a business point, but the mechanics in the ring, the attitudes out of the ring. There's a lot of shit that, you know, you don't think of, but you just watch the show. It's just like watching a movie. You watch a movie and you don't think nothing of it when it's over. You don't realize how it's got to be remixed, edited, shot, color corrected, dubbed. You know what I mean? Sound effects added. Background noise removed. Uh, makeup uh, added. Strings and wires removed. It, Hollywood is no different. And even then, when all when the movie is put together and ready to be shown, then you gotta market it. Exactly. You gotta distribute it. And that's no. And wrestling is the same thing on a smaller scale. And and, and when I mean same thing, it's entertainment that you're all, you are visually watching and, and, and enjoying, but also different. It's live most of the time, and if you fuck up, it, there's no do-overs, especially on a big show. It ain't like cut. Let's do that again. You gotta fucking go to the next fucking bit of business. But it just amazes me that some of these fans are just so fucking selfish. That's the word for me. I, I get it. You love you love who you love. You like who you like. But don't be so fucking selfish. And selfish so and entitled. Entitled. But and, uh, that's also what makes it. And I'm not saying that the bloke smoke up our ass, but that's partially what makes wrestlers some of the better entertainers is because they have to pretty much like we say it, call that shit in the ring. Yep. If something messes up, you gotta roll with the punches and literally, yeah, <laughs> and, and and make sure that the show keeps going. And there, there may be a few times when if it's an if it's if it's an injury or an accident, and you literally can't do nothing about it, then that then, then that stops. But you, you gotta be more or less improv if you want to put it that way. Exactly. You like, gotta when I felt when we were in the battle royal and I fell out of that ring and hit my head. That match wasn't supposed to stop. You keep going. Yeah. That match wasn't surrounding me. I mean, I was just a casualty of war, and, that, and leave it at that. And, well, besides worrying about you, also, at the same time, I had to, uh... You had to keep going. Like, I had to more or less improv because I was getting thrown out at the side that you were on, so I had to reverse that shit because otherwise, me falling on you wouldn't have helped you. Wouldn't have helped. Probably wouldn't have felt it, but it wouldn't have helped. But yeah, it's like, you know, we're talking earlier, like, all these wannabe experts, I mean, I'm terrified if these motherfuckers were into nuclear physics and they really didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. They're talking about wrestling and it's scary. It's like, you know, oh, like we're talking, Chris Statlander, we both like her. We think she's good looking. She's very athletic. And, and I think she stands out because she's, a, she's goofy. Because of her character, and, and she. But here's another thing: even without that character, she's goofy. So yeah. if you take the character away, what some fans want, she'll still be saying Chris Statlander, and she would. And that goofiness that is her real person no, will I'll, stand out. When I say character, I mean more or less the character of her, not her gimmick. Yeah, because her, 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 yeah, her character is a goofy. She's just a. Uh, 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 I, w- I don't want to call her an airhead, but she's just like a uh, carefree type. Of yeah, thing. carefree. I mean, it was more or less uh, like with me. I tried certain gimmicks myself, and if they're more, not, less, more or less, they your best gimmick is you turn up a notch. That's why I think it's funny that oh, we don't like uh, what's the other guy? Uh, uh, pockets. Uh, 
uh, Orange Cassidy. We don't like Orange Cassidy. He, he needs to drop that gimmick. That's not really a gimmick. He really is that way. But this is him turned up and turned down. If that makes yeah. any fucking sense. He's amplifying his personality, his, uh, but... being a fucking... Carefree Carefree slacker. But, you know, it, but here's the thing. It, it's getting you talking about. So he's doing something right. But also, at the same time, I mean, as I've stated, we've stated before, is is it for us? I'll, I'll watch him. I'm, right. be, I'm not annoyed by him. I say, but also at the same time, I don't go out my way to fucking stop to see an Orange Cassidy match. No, but, I said, but also at the same time, the guy is talented. Fuck yeah. I say, because not for nothing, I can barely do a kip up with my with hands. With hands. He's with, doing it without. With hands and with assistance. And yeah, he's doing it without hands. It he's doing dives, moves. He's doing salts. dives, moonsaults, on and so forth. So that takes talent. Because also at the same time, in wrestling, certain times you're not supposed to put your hands down. But if you're taking fate, if you're taking certain moves to break your fall and avoid getting injured, especially if you're your face, you're supposed to somewhat post with your hands. If he's got his hands in his pockets, he can't do that. Right. So, so that's my pro- that's, and, and then I wouldn't even say it's so a that's problem. talent. It's also something that, and again, it's not my cup of tea. No. I don't, I, I don't walk away when I see him on TV. But if I hear he's on, and I, I, I it's not one of those characters that make me want to race. Up. Oh, I gotta fucking see this shit. Unless he's going against somebody I really want to see. And then now the, the the new person that they want to complain about, Danhausen. Right. He um again. Before, when he was not the current the current gimmick that he has, nobody really talked about him. So he more or less changed, got himself over, and now plenty of people talk. Whether it's good or bad, who's the guy on three point oh that just wrestled the Daniel Bryan? Uh, is it uh, Daniel Garcia? Daniel Garcia was Danhausen before he was the original Daniel Garcia. He was like a. Uh, you know, he was that tough guy, hard edge, good technical wrestler, MMA inspired type of wrestler. Yeah. And guess what? No one gave a fuck because there's a thousand of people like that. Then he came up with this goofy, fucking, schlocky, late night TV horror host gimmick, and fucking people love it. Slightly nice, slightly evil. And he, and he, and, he, and the thing is, he commits to it. Yeah. He's always on. So you got to give him that. And then here's the thing: when he gets, when he's healthy enough to work, you bitch about that because you're gonna be like, he needs to drop that gimmick because he can really wrestle. That's gonna be the next thing. Trust me. Yep. And he really can. He can go. And, and then you got the, the crowd of everybody in AEW are too small. You know what? When you were watching Nitro and you were getting a wet dream watching that. Who kept you entertained? And don't you dare say the NWO. The fucking small guys did. It was, it was the, the mid guards of the cruiserweights. That's that's the only reason I if, if I that's ever watched I watched it. it for. I didn't give a fuck about another limo pulling up. If you could edit out all those NWO angles, I could give a fuck less. Because you know what? They dangled meat in front of you for a fucking year with Sting. Hey. I was staying. I would have took that fucking payday yeah, yeah. to show up on Monday nights and do absolutely nothing. But then when it was time to fucking shit, as my mom would say, shit, get off the pot. They do the match, and Hogan changes the fucking finish. Why? Because he thought Sting wasn't tan enough, 
What the fuck kind of bullshit excuse is that? He's up in the rafters. There's no fucking sun up there. You could use that as an excuse. Um, how, how can you tell how tan I am when I have face, face paint, paint on? on? Yep. And Eric Bischoff to this day says, uh, well, we didn't like the way Sting was looking when, he, dude, he was wearing a full fucking bodysuit. Now he's in his fucking late 60s and he's doing better than he's ever been. I've never been a real hardcore Sting fan. I appreciated Sting, but I was not, Sting couldn't cut promos. Sting had a decent look. The kids like Sting. And again, I didn't turn the fucking show off when I seen Sting, but Sting wasn't for me. You know? Exactly. And and sadly enough, when Sting got in the ring with Hogan, I definitely didn't want to watch because Hogan was never for me. No. I was a savage guy. Always have been. I'm a guy that likes a character, but you better know how to, you better have some kind of working shoes. Something. Besides the big boot and a fucking leg drop. I'm not going for that. And Sting could wrestle and I give the devil his due when he was in the ring with Ric Flair it wasn't the fact that Ric Flair taught Sting shit Ric Flair did one thing that other wrestlers to this day don't like to do especially as a heel Ric Flair sold he was a selling heel and that's a fucking dying breed today because then and I blame NWO for that because oh you had a whole group of fucking heels and nobody wanted to sell for shit. You were hitting them bitches with baseball bats and all that crazy shit, and they wouldn't sell for it. And it got to the point where they had to get lower card talent to do to take the bumps. To take the bumps. You had to have a B a B team to come in and take the bumps from. Which and, basically watered down the. Uh, it got the, worse. The and then the, then the B team needed the C team, the Cisco team, or the Hispanic team, so they had to come out. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking mess. So all you fucking fans on this AEW fucking site on Facebook, this is what you fucking, you're glamorizing. And you're like, Vince does this better. Vince does, you know what? Watch Vince. Watch watch his show then. You know, that same show that you bitch and complain about, the same show that gives you the same fucking finishes, the same people on top, they, they rarely experiment. If Vince and them were so good and that AEW was not a threat to them, why is Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey back? Why? Because they have to fucking put asses in seats. That's why WrestleMania is fucking two damn days long. Why? It's fucking ridiculous because they don't want nobody else running Sotman. Back in the day, WrestleMania was on a Sunday. On Saturday, you had like five, six, maybe ten different wrestling promotions you could go to in that area. Yep. Vince and them is killing that shit. It was was more than a little bit. WrestleMania weekend to where everything around. Where there there, there would literally be four or five promotions on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, and then... That was it, and they were, they were they were killing it. But now, but now Vince Vince, Vince, Vince is it. killing it. <laughs> he killed it. But now here's here's another dichotomy, or basically hypocritism. Everybody is saying Jade isn't good. Jade Cargill. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not good. Well, one, she's probably had like twenty five matches. Legit, legit. But on the other same end. Give Hook the world title. Right. When he's 
probably the least televised had what six matches, and he's wrestling primarily in his talent, Chavers. And I'm not hating on who. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just, but like you said, they, they're not making any fucking sense. So one person who's had 25 matches, they're not good. They're too green. Did you hear the latest one? She said, who's next? Are they trying to build her up as Goldberg? Here's the thing. Tony Khan doesn't write these promos. He lets these people speak from the fucking heart. And if she wants to fucking recite Goldberg, so the fuck what? It works. Some It got you talking about it. Yep. You're talking about her. And you're saying this girl has no skill. And you're comparing her to her idol. And she'll take that as a fucking compliment. You're comparing her to China. Now, I want you to sit back, relax, get a cup of tea, sit in your favorite chair, stretch, get nice and limber, and tell me, name one good match China ever had. No disrespect to the dead. China was fucking marketable because of her look back in the day until Vince fucking bitched her up and, and made her get all this fucking surgery. And I like when people say, he didn't right make her do nothing. Oh, yeah, you did. Five, 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 oh, oh, you're doing great, China. You're doing great. Because in wrestling, trust me, promoters talk out the side of their mouth. They can tell you one thing, and they're meaning something totally different. You're doing great, China. We love what you're doing. But, man, if you just... Oh, uh, that, I ain't saying you gotta get your chin worked on, yeah, but if just, I was you, that's what that, I would be that, doing. That, that Jay Leno Yeah, I ain't saying you need big fake titties, but Trish Stratus is making this much money and she got the big fake titties, but you do you. We're not saying that you need to look a little better because Playboy is calling right, for right, another right. person, but and then when she, that payday. when she does all that shit and starts thinking for herself with the whole Playboy and outside gimmicks... They treated her like shit, and they discarded her. No different than way her fucking quote-unquote ex-fiance did. That's something that Triple H and Vince got to live with. But in this business, I think, you know, and I ain't got no problem with people being atheists and not believing and going to hell and all that shit. Because I don't believe none of the motherfuckers believe they're going anywhere. <laughs> because they don't give a fuck. It's all about the money. Approaching and, right turn on. But, exactly. yeah, you bitch about Jay Cargo. Who fucking can out? Uh, she's already out wrestling China as it is, as being as green as she is. If you watch her first match with Shaq, compare it to the last match that she had with um, with the Bunny, I think it was. Are we turning down. Yep. Yeah. Right down it, I guess the Bunny. It was yep. the bunny. It's night and day. Because you can see she's being coached up by Daniel, you know, Brian Danielson. Yeah, I was going to say. That uh, you fucking, all of a sudden, now you don't like him because he's a heel? It's a fucking business. He was a heel before, and you liked him then, too. So stop. Oh, and when you just brought up, when Jay Cargill had the match with a certain person. Now, it's, they've always been in wrestling. Now, I heard people come bitching and complaining. Well, Johnny Knoxville's going to be on WrestleMania. Well, that's pretty much what WrestleMania has been. While majority of it hasn't been celebrities, um, yeah, because remember when I remember when I Vince said at one time we used to have celebrities, but our WWE superstars are the celebrities. Yeah, that shit fucking ended. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I seem to remember Mr. T being in the first two. <laughs> so, and but, he couldn't work worth shit neither. Yeah, but you just stated Shaq worked with Jay Carga, but yet I don't really hear many people complaining that a celebrity had worked in AEW. No, and you know another thing is because the fucking, my, in my opinion, whatever celebrity they are using. They trained. They took it serious. Shaq took that shit. To, to prove how serious he took it, he went through a fucking table, for Christ's sake. It never came back. <laughs> and and that match also seemed to have Cody. Yes. Which people are now wishy-washy on. Or to, to, or to quote uh, Brian Danielson, fans are fickle. Yeah. We hate Fickle. Cody. We love Cody. We Fickle. want Cody to leave. Why won't he come back? <laughs> and if Cody is working, you have arrived. Five four one. That's if Cody is working, he's it's genius. It's genius because he's got all these motherfuckers buying into this shit straight up, and uh, he's got them all believing. And he's an old school guy. He's all about the, the believability of wrestling. So, I love it. I love it. If if he doesn't come back, uh, that's that's his decision. He's a grown ass man. Oh. And as Dustin says, I'm never going back. I, I'm I like it where I'm at. And the way I see it, how I think it may be a work also is there's too much fucking money on the table in contracts such as Rose to the Top that he'll fucking have to forfeit. I don't think Cody's that fucking stupid. And again, maybe. Hey, hey, maybe he needs time off. Yeah, maybe he needs time off. And if it is true, I can tell you what. If you notice, if they claim they want Cody, they don't want his wife. So with that, we're going to go step into the Monster Factory and see this show that we just showed up. And we'll continue this conversation on the road back. So we're just leaving from the Monster Factory show. The show was actually very good. Top to finish. It was well booked. The pacing of the show was great. I mean, I was just talking to Chaos and didn't realize. Show started at 7. We were out of there by 9, 5 after 9. So for two hours, they booked a really good solid match. All the matches were really well done. And again, even with little hiccups that were in the in the show itself that only someone who's been in the in the ring would notice. Fans didn't notice this shit. Chaos and I did, but they still covered them up very well. Uh, very well done match. Main event. Them two big, big bastards, the Bear City Bruiser and uh, Bobby Buffet. Them guys was, like, again, if you listen, in the beginning I was pretty critical because... It was a lot of like him and Holland, but I get it. They were trying to sink the crowd in and get them involved with the clapping and establishing the match because nobody was a heel. So they had to basically, it was a face versus face. But once those fucking them, uh, tackles started and them bodies started slapping, God damn. And then they turned, I figured it was keeping nice. Uh, as WWE used to call it, a methodical pace. 
No, they kept a hard-hitting pace. They they uh, kept it going. That damn uh, Bear City Bruiser was doing topes off the fucking apron and splashes off the fucking top rope and Vader bombs, Vader bombs and and Bobby Buffet was kicking out of these things. Then they hit a sick-ass superplex off the top rope. And believe me, if you can't take a suplex, then you damn sure can't take a fucking superplex. And the timing is so weird, because if you take a regular suplex, you kind of know in your circadian clock the time of being lifted up and when you're going to hit that mat. But... It's different when you're on a superplex because you're being lifted up and now you're being positioned to fall off of the center or top rope to the floor. And then not only is it the timing in your mind is thrown all cattywampus, just when you think it's safe to inhale or exhale, you're hitting that mat with such force. It doesn't feel good for anybody taking that move, the giver or the, t- or the receiver. Damn near a 700 pound superplex. And th- yeah, and then you, t- like you said, we're talking about a combination of r- roughly 700 pounds, legit. And they put on a really good match. Uh, a local guy won, and everybody went home happy. I mean, a two hour show for $10 a pop, where you could actually meet and shake the hands of these guys wrestling. As another thing, these guys are wrestlers in my book. I refuse to call wrestlers performers because you don't call a basketball player a goddamn performer. He puts on a good performance, so does a football player or a baseball player. They are what they are to their sport. Wrestlers are wrestlers, not performers. When you call it performers, in my opinion, you're belittling what they do because you're saying it's a performance, which it is. But if you're trying to be kayfabe, they're wrestling. But also at the same time, athletes. Or I'd rather have them call them athletes then. Or if you really want to be fucking technical, man, naked is a lot of good stunts. Those stuntmen and women were very good because that's what they were doing. They're stuntmen that actually have to act and emote emotional response from the crowd. But I got digress. The show yeah. was real, real well. What, what do you think about the show? I know, like I said, it was excellent. At time there, you may you may hear us making drugs and all the other stuff. Yeah, the add to the levity and this stuff that we saw. I say, but I respect everybody that steps in the ring because we know how hard it is. We know uh, whether you're performing in front of a crowd of five or a crowd of five thousand, fifty thousand, whatever. If if you're not getting if you're getting nothing from the crowd, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, whether whether you're getting cheers or booze. It, you're at least getting some. You're at least getting some type of you're listening to some type of response. If you're getting nothing, you're getting apathy, then something's going wrong. And and again, as we stated before, calling it in the ring and being able to, as you said, some of the things might not have gone as, as planned. If you can quickly pick it up and improvise and, and improvise and keep going, that that's improvement. Again, this is so it's local, but a lot of mainstream talent came out of this company and out of this program. Uh, the one girl that we've seen who won the title tonight, Magnificent Mimi, 
she got a development deal as of today. Even though she won the title at the Monster Factory, she got a development deal as of today with the WWE Performance Center. And good for her. Good for her. She was already uh, on the uh, radar for AEW. She picked WWE and hope things work out for her. You know, good for her. The other ladies in the ring, I thought, did their part as as well. So, again, very good show. Uh, all those wannabe bookers on the internet and wrestlers on the internet. If you're in the New Jersey area, the tri-state area out here, take your ass to the Monster Factory. Let Danny Cage fucking run you through the fucking uh, in the ring to see if you got what it takes. And I guarantee you, after the first fucking couple exercises, I'm pretty sure your attitude's gonna fucking change about all that bullshit you like to fucking spout off on the internet. Your attitude will change. It's going to. If not, you are just plainly being a fucking douchebag to be a douchebag. Because I know how hard it is. And I, I know the simplest thing that, you, that people bust balls over, the average person cannot do. It's not, we are not hardwired as human beings to jump and land on our backs for no fucking good reason. We just aren't built for that. What fucking animal is? We're, we're basically built for self-preservation. And your first reaction to do, which is natural since birth, is to put your arms out to break your fall. And, and that's the worst thing you can do in a wrestling match. Yeah. Ask Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I was going to say. That motherfucker's supposed Bobby. to be a pro's pro. And he went out there and wrestled like a rookie on uh, Brock Lesnar's match. A match that people, by the way, couldn't wait to see. And he pissed it away. With stupid fucking... I don't know why he did it. And he did it in every fucking suplex. And Lash, uh, Lashley just took all those suplexes wrong. And Lesnar literally protected him as best as he could through that whole match. And now he's going to miss the biggest payday of the year. Because he's not going to be ready for WrestleMania. He's down for a good five they said, six they months. They said five to six months. So... Segwaying on to WWE again, we haven't. I, I know I haven't watched a lot of their product for a uh, long time. No, but I haven't watched it either. It's been almost, I think it's been almost two years, but at least a year and a half that I to stop the network and more or less been for it. I catch WWE and recap shows, and that's pretty right, much about right. it. I made, I made. I was flicking through the channels and NXT came on this week and I, I don't know why I just before I had a chance to change it being the sexiest dog that I am I seen this woman so I'm like wow she's built differently yeah and, and I, so I stayed and watched the match and not only was she A built differently she wrestled differently and she was pretty doing it and that woman was they're calling her Nikita Lyons yeah, because I I saw a, a clip on on the internet or something, and I saw it. I was like, which pretty much prompted me to go search for who she was. And yeah, I'm, as soon as I seen her, I knew she she just had a haircut. She used to be in, in Wow. She was in Wow. Uh, she was a Faith the Lioness. Faith the Lioness. She she had. I don't want to say she's what more or less she's thicker than she was in there. Either oh yeah, then. yeah, yeah. So. 
But, uh, yeah. Sadly it, enough, you don't have, uh, whatever the, they were fucking calling her, or something Monet. Tie about oh, 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 That oh, would have been a great match. Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet versus her would have been a great match. They match up well because again, Ty Valkyrie ain't built like no damn diva. Nah. She's bigger than her husband for crying out loud. Johnny, whatever the fuck yep. his name is now. Johnny, whatever. Johnny, wherever company he is. Yeah, name. wherever he's at now. But um, but yeah, and not the fact that she looks good, but she also can move. She can move. She's a. Uh, she is like some type of a taekwondo or something. Taekwondo. Yeah, she's very and so much so that it, it, that it impressed Josh. Very, she's very flexible, and when you look at her, you're like, "How someone that big shouldn't be able to move like that?" But she can. And I'll take that pin any day of the week. Thank you very yeah, much. Basically, it does a, a, a split legged pin across your chest. But her thighs are so big, I'm pretty sure it still feels like a, le- a, a whole body landing on you. So, but yeah, that was. She, that was enough to make me go get mad and say I have to watch NXT now. Yeah. Pisses me off. Because the fact, to the point that I have Peacock for free, which basically How do you shows think I'm watching stuff. this shit? I know. And I said, which shows that stuff. And I still haven't tuned into any WWF stuff just because I wasn't really interested. So now I'm going to have to at least turn, tune in to see when she's on. And now you're switching gears from that because I, I'm not the least bit interested in a, another two-day WrestleMania. There's no talent there that I haven't seen already that's getting a push. It's the same old, same old shit. Vince is supposed to wrestle a fucking match again. They're doing anything they can. Now they're saying they're not sure if Stone Cold is coming back to wrestle. He may actually manage or something because he's scared. And he has every right he to be. He has every right to be. It's, I can't remember the years, but he hasn't... 16 years. Yeah. He hasn't actually taken a bump in 16 to 17 years. And, and he said if he ever came back to wrestling again, he would need six months to try to get in the ring, decent ring shape. Yeah. They just offered him this fucking match two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. But, again, stranger things have happened. Because greed overrides common sense. And like us, he's also no spring chicken. And, so and, and, they, so and more unlike us, my neck is stronger than his, and his neck is, my neck is a piece of shit. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and mine ain't, and mine ain't that, that, that good either. But so it makes no sense. But again, but money, yeah. money will fucking change the whole dynamic. It always does. Yep. And then when something happens, I don't want to hear any of these motherfuckers crying about work rate that Steve ain't what he used to be. Because guess what? He ain't. Neither are you. Father time fucking comes for everybody. And also, if something happens to Steve, don't blame Vince. This bitch signed, Steve signed his name on this shit if he doesn't. All I have to do, if I was Steve Austin and I was his friend, I'd say, dude, Look at Undertaker's last five matches. Do you want to be, leave looking like that? And I'm not talking to fucking cinematic shit. If anything, then why don't they just give fucking Steve a cinematic yeah, match? give Steve a cinematic. Since I saw, uh, let Kevin Owens go into a bar, talking shit, and Steve show up, and they do have a little bar fight there. 
that, that's more than enough. But no, they want Steve to be there live because it's in Texas. But, but it is what it is. People, people going to do what they want to do. And then complain about it years down the line. But, yes. uh, nah, they, 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 they're immediate. They want, as soon as the match happened, they'll be like, oh, that match sucked. Or even if people performing it will fucking come. How do you think Kevin Owens feel right now? Right now he's on top of the moon because he re-signed for more money. Yep. And he's going to be able to get in the ring with an icon of wrestling. But it's all on him. Yeah. If Steve gets hurt, it's all on They're blaming it on him no matter what Steve does. Steve could trip coming through the ring and they'll say Kevin Owens did it. Mm-hmm. So it's all on him. And as we know... Just because he signed that new contract and getting all that new money don't mean they got to keep your ass. Nope. Because it was just like when uh, Seth Rollins went against Sting and then Sting got injured. It was more or less they blamed Rollins, even though it wasn't really Rollins' fault. I, I, I think I, that's a cooperative move like most wrestling moves are. Yeah. I, a, I see why Sting, because after I, we had talked about this yesterday, I went and looked it up. I see why Sting did what he did. Because Rollins was too far away. He couldn't see because he wasn't looking around Sting's body to do that buckle bomb. Yeah. He just assumed he was close enough. And he wasn't. And Sting didn't want to take that bump from the, the second rope. The second. So when he turned around and looked, there you go. So it was both. It was both their faults. That, if anything, that fucking move shouldn't have even been called for that match. If he would have called that match on that move on me to this day, I would have said, no, nope. Plan B, motherfucker. You better hit me with a boot or a clothesline or something. Because you're going to get the same pop. Right? Am I wrong? Yep. All right. Why risk my fucking life for a pop that I can get with a fucking big boot or a clothesline? So, yeah, I'm not interested in any WWE machinations uh, yeah. other than fucking Nikita Lions I have to see again but hopefully I get to just not watch the show and see it on the highlight yeah and that's what I'm pretty much going for but yeah like so far the only two either rumored or signed things for Wrestlemania I'm not even really interested in you got uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. there's Goldberg versus I mean not excuse me there's a Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title yeah, for title. Two more original matches. So what happens if it's title to title? Are they going to finally merge the two belts together? Who knows? Merge the belts together and the champ can go anywhere or get ready to brand split because... It doesn't that, even matter. That doesn't even matter anymore because and guys are And if they do that, going, they need to merge the tag belts as well. Yep. And they need to merge the intercontinental, the, the U.S. intercontinental belt. So. The belt that fucking Shinsuke Nakamura, the superstar from Japan, who came here, as they say, a house of fire, and went out with a whimper, who had that title for almost a year, and no one knew, because they never put him on TV. Rick Boggs, or Boogs, or whatever his name, had more TV time than fucking Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, nothing in WrestleMania I give a fuck about. And usually they have WrestleMania booked a year in advance, and right now they're fucking just throwing shit against the wall. I wouldn't be surprised if Shane is getting comes back into a match. Because why not? All hands are on deck. I wouldn't be surprised if Hulk Hogan has something to do with this shit, because all hands are on deck. 
they need to fill this stadium two nights in a row. This stadium is built like the Starship fucking Enterprise. Uh. Literally, you're going to have to drive the wrestlers to the ring. They can't walk down the runway. And if they do, the fucking match will be over and they'll be blown out. This is a big-ass building that the Dallas Cowboys play in, so they're trying to sell it out for two days straight. Which I never understood because it's like, I don't want to sit so far away that I get a better show at home, you know? Yeah, and, and now one, so now the people have to choose, either one have to choose which day they go to, yep. or they got to be that, have that much uh, Money. disposable income that they can get the same seat two and everything else two days in a row. And then, so you mean to tell me you really feel like sitting like four or five hours on a Saturday and four or five and then hours four or five day. hours on that Sunday then fly back to wherever the fuck you came from <laughs> for four or five hours and fly too <laughs> so, and, 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 and the thing is they picked the right name for it the most stupendous Wrestlemania ever stupid pendus is what you should call it yeah I was going to say uh, before you even add in the endus it's stupid to stop at the stoop the most stupid fucking thing ever that's greed, and uh, Nick Khan figured this shit out. He figured it worked last year, but last year they were barely, we were barely coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, and, there and was a started reason to, rain. to do it, and I don't even think it was a reason. That that wasn't even a good reason then. You know, but and they they're not even doing it right because there's been federation, there's been wrestling companies that has had like a. Shows that went over a day or two. New Japan, yeah, New has Japan done, does it all the time, and worked. It, it works perfect because this shit is planned out, and, and everything's timed out, and wrestlers are set up. Especially they do the, those events like that when it's a tournament of of, of a sort. Yeah, because New Japan are they're very big in the tournaments. Vince hates tournaments, but. Enough of that. On another WWE note, you know, the great Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, the best unknown wrestler you've ever seen in your life in WWE. Every time they give him a stupid gimmick, he makes it work. Vince McMahon went on his own television show with Steve Austin and said that Claudio would never be main event material. And apparently he meant that shit, saying that Claudio should learn to reach for the brass ring. Yet Claudio, for all the bumps, bruises, and having his teeth shoved into his skull yep. and finished the match. Yep. You can't tell me this guy don't love what he's doing? That you put him in every... You put him in tags. He excels. Put him in singles. He excels. Put him in a group. Put him in a group. He's the standout of the group. Yeah. He speaks six to seven languages, say, but a, you won't let him cut a promo. That's what I was going to say. For a man who speaks seven languages, you won't let him talk. I don't and, know. And then people were like, well, why is Cesaro leaving WWE? Why do we you We just say? named it all. We just named it all. That's why. And it ain't like he's one of these guys that spends a lot of money. I don't even think Claudio even needs to wrestle again. But he's an artist. And he's an athlete. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to sit on his ass and, well, if he saved all that money to go, well, I made all this money, 
Too bad nobody's going to see how I made it. I, I would not be surprised because now he's leaving because he has no contract and he has no, no compete. He could show up next week at Revolution and I'll be all the happier for it. Yep. I wouldn't even mind if he joins the House of Black and just make the House of Black the most dominant team for a year. Good good for him. And, 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 you know, no! What are you saying good for him for? you got to be one of these internet troll assholes. there got too many WWE guys on this show. But, but you won't mind if Claudio fucking doesn't have a job. That's, that's, that's the only option. He's so talented, he can go anywhere he wants right now. But he wants to be seen in America. So for some people's preferences, for him it's either not be shown in WWE or stay home. Stay home. For a man, he can go. Hell, he can go to Impact. He can go to AEW. He can go to New Japan. I can see him doing exactly what you just said, the whole forbidden door thing that people bitch about. It's not forbidden. He doesn't work for WWE anymore. Whatever. It's a fucking phrase, jerk off. Fucking fans really piss me off. Now I'm mad. So forget them. I hope the best for Claudio because anything Claudio does in the ring, the wrestling industry is going to be the better for it. Yeah. It's simple as that. Everybody fucking, again, we talked about it before. Cody is all about Cody, yet he puts everybody over. Everybody who came into to, uh, AEW as a new person from Pac to fucking Eddie Kingston, you name it. They lost to them. And everybody was like, well, why ain't Cody gonna be all put, go put every, like. Why is he putting everybody over? You just well, fucking hated it because he did put people over. He put himself in the title. He, he won one world title and lost it as quick as he won it. And then when he lost it, said that if he can't get, regain it, he'll never fight for it again. And he kept them. Can you imagine that in wrestling? A fucking stipulation that he stuck with. And, and then he won the TNT title. Didn't, and why? Didn't why? Have, yeah. The reason why is no one else had it. Somebody with any fucking credibility had to have it first. first yep. Or it's going to be like, the town, that, wow, Darby won the title, but nobody else had it, so it doesn't mean anything. So when Darby gets it, he beats somebody who had it, and it means something. It's not that fucking hard, but these fucking fans, they just kill me with their stupidity and blind ignorance. I'm, and, and this thing going to the fucking the novice or the newcomer, but if you are a novice or a newcomer, before you fucking start printing all this shit on the internet, do your research. I mean, you're already on the internet now. You might as well fucking learn about some shit before you fucking make yourself look like an idiot. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you... you you're taking a flight from Philly to fucking Vegas, and you're bitching at the way the fucking pilot's flying the plane. Do you know how to fly a fucking plane? I'm pretty sure you don't. So sit there, shut the fuck up, and let this man not kill us. It's not that hard. Oh, God. Wow. I mean, see, wrestling does do what it's supposed to do. It brings out emotions. It, it listens from, emotions. It yeah. is definitely listening to emotions from me, because sometimes for, for, the, for the fucking sporting business I love... It, it, it really can fucking piss you off. It really can. 
But that right there shows that you still have some I type got of some passion, passion for it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so enough about that, that before we get to, to get some dinner, what did you think of um, the Disney Plus show, The Book of Boba Fett? It started off slow and, and it ended good. And that's how it should have went, I think. And my opinion. Because the, the one thing I... I when, I when I was ever discussing it with people who understood, I said, I never read any of the books that he was in. I still have not seen any of the animated series he was in. So, my only... As far as for visual... My only exposure to Boba Fett was the Christmas special, the probably three minutes that he was on, whatever, whichever uh, prequel one. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. That's it. And then the book of Boba Fett. So, yeah, you hear the legend of him as a badass, but then you complain that they're ruining him but what if what if the you're you're the average person who didn't read or didn't see any of the cartoons? Then you're coming in quote unquote fresh, right? And you might be enjoying it, but also at the same sometimes they did lean into this one. I want to say is more or less of a problem, but sometimes they when they were making it they did lean into lore of him that wasn't really supposed to be canon anymore because it was done in books. Yeah, and, but then when the god of Star Wars says it's canon, it's canon. At, at that point, Lucas said it wasn't canon. And once these people who wrote this shit paid him homage, like the fucking Boba Fett wanted, people pay him homage, it was canon now. So it's all yeah. about the money. And, I, and for me, again, I have the same amount of experience... Of Boba Fett as you do from Empire to uh, Return of the Jedi because as a child, I mean, I know him as a child, but he didn't run around shooting people, but he just seen his daddy getting killed. Yeah, I didn't watch, I watched some of the Star Wars cartoons, but for one reason or another, I didn't watch all of them. And I'm not gonna go back unless I'm fucking breaking my leg or something, and I'm sitting around the house. I watched the TV show. And I, the way I took it while watching it, it was like, the only thing that I wanted to see, I said, if they give me the one thing I want to see, I'll be happy with any other story fucking telling they give me. I wanted to see how he got out of the Sarlacc. They showed that shit. Yep. They, they, they explained everything. They explained why he looked the way he looked from the stomach acids. Mm-hmm. They, they explained also that... The Jawas took his armor and sold it to the fucking marshal. Everything tied in with also with the Mandalorian. Yeah. And I, for one, enjoyed the whole going native route. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Boba Fett going native with the Tuscans yeah. better than I enjoyed Kevin Costner going native with the fucking Indians. Because that's the same thing. The same thing, I enjoyed it more than Sam Worthington going native with the fucking Pandorans. I really did. Because yeah. it... 
it wasn't like they leaned into it and that was the whole episode. There were flashbacks and a lot of people didn't take the flashbacks. Now, and as, then there were flash forwards. I liked it myself. I really did. And then I think the Dave Fellini and Robert Rodriguez knew what they were doing because if they didn't know, they wouldn't have gave Jen Jardine an episode on the Book of Boba Fett. A full episode. A full the episode starring the, the star of The Mandalorian and The Child. And then a uh, half of another one. But I, 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 the way I explained it was he wasn't being a bounty hunter. I said, I considered it more of... It was a mob show. It, yeah, it was, it was basically like almost like The Sopranos. It was, it was The Sopranos. It was literally, all right, I'm back. And the way I was making money was piecemeal because I was working for somebody. Yeah. Fuck that. I want people to work for me. And that's all that show is. It's literally the space version of The Sopranos where he wanted to be Tony. Now, as far as for actually seeing somebody be a badass, I point to no other than Fennec Chan. And that was her job. Every she was a- time you seen her, she was shown as being a badass. Not only was she a badass, she was the voice of reason. Yeah. Boba Fett was the face of the company. Mm-hmm. She was the, the right hand of God and retribution. And... That's what she should have been, and it, and I don't. She's gorgeous, and I love her. Oh yeah, but this the one thing about it that I'm still I'm I'm still trying to, I don't want to say wrestle it, but like at the end, these gonna be spoilers, of course. When all the like the senators and all that other stuff, they were in the hut, and all of a sudden you see one get shot, one get hung, and all this other stuff going on. I was like. Is that Boba doing that? Getting, getting revenge after hearing that it was them who set the right. whole thing up. Then it turned out to be her. I was like, well, they're still showing her be badass. I was like, I think probably narratively it would have been good if it was Boba. And that's what I'm saying. That's uh, why no, but that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm wrestling with, whereas I see where they're going with it. You never see there's times when Tony wants to get his hands dirty. There's other times where he has to have the <laughs> The populace wouldn't be on his yeah. side if he was known to have done this. Yeah. She went out there under his nod to go out there, do what you got to do. And then when people find out that, oh, all these criminals and uh, the people that I was putting, we were under their thumb, they're all dead. And rumor has it, rumor has it, yeah. it may be Boba Fett that did it. But we ain't going to fucking ask no questions because if it is him that, do it, that did it, He'd do it to us. Yeah. Give this motherfucker tribute when he's walking down the street. That's what that all was. I loved it. I yeah, thought that and, was and, great. And that's what I said. I liked it because of her. I say, and it's, again, it's the whole legend thing. Which, just because it's a legend don't mean it don't has mean it's to true. be true. That's why it's called a legend. I know. And, I say, <laughs> and that's and that's why, I, that's why I, I, I've come to um, accept it that it wasn't him. I say, but, because I, I, I guess I fell into the same thing of, well, he's supposed to be a badass. Uh, and then, no, no, no. But th- that is, that's why I, I got past that part where I said, mm, I don't know how I feel. But then that's what I started thinking about. I was like, nah. I never. This is just me. 
I've never seen him as a badass. Neither, never, neither he, have I. He never showed us be a badass in any incarnation. No. He was always learning. On the cartoons, he was learning to be a bounty hunter. If being a bounty hunter makes you a badass, then shit, there's a lot of badasses. He had to learn from somebody. Yeah. And he learned a lot of his badassery from fucking uh, Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. So, there you go. So, if you look at it like that, that he it was a legendary he was a legendary badass. That yeah. don't make him a badass. Just his Boba Fett made his reputation just because he looked the way he looked. Because they thought he was a Mandalorian. And he's not. Yeah. Boba Fett is a guy who's wearing armor that his dad left him. That's it. And his dad wasn't even a Mandalorian. Because his dad, Django, was doing the same thing Boba did. He lived off the reputation and legend of the Mandalores. That's it. It's not that hard to think about when you think about it. It's, it's, it's I liked it. Only part of, now the part I didn't like was that Boba Fett goes home, brings the rancor, the rancor wrecks shop, and then they attack the rancor. And they, and what are you trying to kill this thing for? It's only doing what it's done. So you destroy half the city to save the city? Because the rancor is running around destroying the city, so they're going to attack that. Where's Boba to try to control the rancor? Yeah, you no, know, you got Django flying up in there shooting fire in his mouth until he got used to that shit. But yeah, again, that those scenes were action for action's sake. But yeah. for the fans that didn't think it was enough action in this. But you got your action. I enjoyed it. You got fans, of course, again, we'll go on that. Again, we'll leave the wrestling fans alone and go to the fucking Star Wars fans. Like they own shit. That they know shit. Uh, uh, we love Robert Rodriguez. We're hyped. Oh, man. Everybody's dick was hard when they heard Robert Rodriguez was directing this show. Now it's like, keep Robert Rodriguez away from fucking Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Whatever. You do know a couple episodes were directed by Dave Fellini, too, but whatever. Whatever. So should, so should, are you telling us that Ron Howard's daughter should direct everything? So, again, fans, you fucking suck. As much as you... People, we, it, much, much as these shows and these products need fans, some of you fandom is fucking so toxic and sickening. But I have to... You're good enough and you're better than me to ignore some of this shit. Me, it just eats at me, so I have to try to set these motherfuckers hip. And it's just like, it is my job, since it's your job to be on the internet and, and bash shit, it's my job to bash you for bashing shit. How about that? So, I like Book of Boba Fett. Can't wait to another one. Uh, we're uh, gonna have uh, yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah, I was about to say uh, under the Disney Plus shows, the next one should be Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, after, and after Moon Knight, it's gonna be Obi Wan. So Moon Knight, the trailer looks great. Uh, again, it's one of those trailers that's showing you more than what you think you're looking at. Yep. So the average superhero fan are gonna be like, oh, another superhero. Fans of the comic bookers like. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Because yeah. it took me a couple watchings to notice, like, when he's looking in the mirror and he sees his reflections in, like, threes, each three reflections are reacting to him looking at him in a totally different way, and I thought that's genius. And I like the changes that they make. He's kind of looking like a mummy, but yeah. it looks like the rags are going to be coming off of his armor little by little. Little by little. So, um... Oh, here's the latest. Here's the latest. At one point, he's either even dressed uh, like Mr. Mr. Knight. Knight. Yeah. But did you hear the latest complaint? All right, this is my favorite. 
Oscar Isaac should not play Moon Knight because he's not a Jew in real life. Now, so you're telling me that being that Moon Knight retrofitted character who wasn't established as being Jewish until the fucking 90s, even though this character was created in the 70s, mm-hmm. you don't like the fact that he's not Jewish. How about this fucking fan? He's Guatemalan. How about that? He's not even a fucking good old white boy. He's Guatemalan and Catholic. How you like that? <laughs> so fuck you. And if, before you say anything, if you want to tell me, well, Blaze should be white, make one. And if it's good, I'll watch it. But if it sucks, fuck you. Let the fucking writer and let the casting director and let Kevin Feige worry about this shit. Because so far, the motherfucker ain't did nothing wrong yet. So shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. And I guess the on the last trailer, I guess the only ones from the Super Bowl, uh, Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange trailer looks great. Showing more shit than you think, too, that no one's paying attention to unless you blow it down. Oh, my God. Each time you see Wanda, her fingers are getting blacker and blacker and blacker. And the whole tiara means something for being a Scarlet Witch. You got, you know, it's even in the fucking Darkhold. Uh, rumor says you could see, actually, Ghost Rider in this thing. And I just... I can't wait. And, of course, the... The Professor X part of it. Oh, yeah, that was definitely Patrick Stewart. And that's funnier <laughs> than Patrick Stewart saying, you know, people have been imitating my voice for years since I got on stage, so I can't comment. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah. Patrick Stewart, you're a, a fucking nut. It's almost like this is, This Doctor Strange is almost going to be uh, the cameo levels of... of oh, right, of Spider-Man. Of Spider-Man and almost, almost like in-game and all that other stuff. And the, and, and the thing is, you're going to have, it looks like they're going to have the Illuminati that Doctor Strange is going to be in tri- on trial for, probably with another Doctor Strange, as well as uh, Captain Carter. Looks like she's sitting up there, and there's an empty spot for the wheelchair for Xavier. Uh, I just can't wait to see, and another Loki probably, because I think the Illuminati comes into being because there's no time variance Uh Organization, whatever what they call it, the TVA, yeah, TVA agency. There's no time variance, and shit's going ape shit crazy. And there was, and, and who started all this shit? Strange did when he fucking saved the Earth from Dormammu. Uh-huh. So everything again, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yep. I can't wait to see it. Yep. So next week, I want to say is Batman, the Batman. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not hating, dude. I'm sorry. I, I, I gotta see this movie. It cannot be any worse. Only problem I have, and I ain't, it ain't a problem, I'm worried. When I hear Matt Reeves goes, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do this and we're going to ground it. Yeah, the last person said that shit too and went straight fantasy fuckface with us on that too. So, But I like Matt Reeves' style. His Planet of the Apes were so good I can't even rewatch those. Because they make me mad. Yeah. I see the allegory yeah. that he's telling. Yeah. I cannot watch Matt Reeves' Planet of the Apes films because... Being a black man in, in America, especially war. Oh yeah, being a black man in America, it it is telling you, it's in your face. This is fantasy, but this is how black people are treated. Against we are we're the other compared mm-hmm. to the established status quo, and it was so good when the movie ended. I never thought I would walk out of a movie that I liked mad, 
I walked out mad because I didn't want nobody talking to me because I was going to say some shit because I didn't, I was feeling a certain kind of way. And then I was like, well, maybe if I rent them or buy them and keep, nope, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Because War for the Planet of the Apes, the original one, fucking made me mad and we did a podcast on it. Because they were just straight up telling you, all right, the gorillas are blacks, the, the chimpanzees are the Asians, and we're going to treat them like shit and slaves and all that. Oh, man, don't get me started. But Matt Reeves, I have faith in him. I liked uh, Cloverfield. I liked the fa- uh, all the movies that he uh, produced and, and wrote. So I, at first I wasn't down. The only thing I wasn't down with was Batman. I'm sorry, the Batman was the suit. But once I heard... What's, what it's all about, that he's still trying, he's still adapting, and is a, he's on his second year as being Batman, and they're not going to give us a fucking Martha scene, yeah, they may talk about it, but if anything, they're going to talk about Martha and Thomas were fucking gangsters, they worked and they were criminals, they, 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 Thomas Wayne didn't make his fortune just for being a doctor, that him and his wife worked cavorted with criminals, and they kept the small people down, and Bruce inherited a fortune of ill-gotten gain. That's a good story to tell. And the fact that Catwoman's out there trying to be the voice to the voiceless. And I find it funny that... Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, what's the girl playing Catwoman again? Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. I find it funny. She's starring as Catwoman in this movie. It's the same actress who wanted to, to actually audition for Catwoman and Dark Knight Rises and the great Christopher Nolan that everybody rides and falls on, on, on his every breath tells her to her face we're not going the urban route if that ain't the most wink wink racist shit I have ever heard and you look at Zoe Kravitz and you go I can think of a lot of fucking phrases but urban ain't one of them and urban ain't one of them alright and said that they were not going the urban route and nah, she's not fit for the part. Then she said, I'll even play the role of Catwoman's friend. And you see how small that role was. They said, no, nah, we're sorry. We're not going the urban route. So I applaud Matt Reeves to say, you know what? Guess what? It's a fucking urban movie. We're going the urban route. Bad enough it's a fucking rich white guy fighting crime. Mm-hmm. Made Commissioner Gordon a black guy. I like it. I like it a lot. It's kind of weird that Commissioner Gordon in this universe is black. Yet in the other universe, Commissioner Gordon is white, but his daughter is black. (laughs) Where the fuck is wrong? This multiverse shit is fucking insane. But I like it. Because you know what? If we didn't have it, I'll be bitching saying I wish we did. So, you know, it is what it is. I I like what's coming out. I can't wait to see Batman drive a fucking real car that's souped up. I like I, I like the fact that you can show sex, violence, blood and guts, but the penguin can't smoke. This country is fucking weird. Can't smoke. Because that's bad. Yeah. But you put a fucking helmet on and fucking start beating shit out of fucking people you don't like, eh, shit happens. So we're going to go eat some snacks and we'll be right back. Thank you.